Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. From Equity Mates Media, this is The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. A miracle weight loss drug. Obesity is a condition accompanied by countless medical, psychological, and social challenges. However, a new medication was recently approved by the FDA for weight loss. We've read this story before, but we didn't come across this on a late night infomercial. This was a headline in the Financial Times. It read, a new miracle weight loss drug really works, raising huge questions. Well, that piqued our interest. So we read about it further and we learned Elon Musk has endorsed this drug on Twitter. Mark Andreessen, the billionaire co-founder of Netscape, is a user. And musician and actress Queen Latifah is the drug's celebrity spokesperson. It's not just you, it's it's not just me. This is bigger than me. This is bigger than us. But behind the quote-unquote miracle and the celebrity endorsements, there are questions. Questions about cost, about reliance, and about how we treat the symptoms rather than the cause in our healthcare system. So we reached out to the author of the article, the FT's Hannah Kutchler, to better understand this story. It's Wednesday, the 10th of August, and today I want to know, what's the story with this new miracle weight loss drug? And what's the catch? I have the immense privilege of being joined by Hannah Kuschler, who's the global pharmaceutical correspondent from the Financial Times to talk about this topic. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me today, Hannah. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's our pleasure. So let's start uh, by setting the scene a little bit. It's not the first time I've heard the phrase miracle drug. And as you said in your article, this category of drug weight loss is marred by a long history of quackery and safety scares. So could you give us a little bit of a potted history of what this has looked like previously? Yeah, so this is a category that actually, until recent years, pharmaceutical companies tried to stay out of because it had such a dodgy history, really. And this goes back to the days when people used to use amphetamines as weight loss drugs. So obviously, they had rather significant side effects and had to be pulled from the market. And then over the years, there have been some other drugs that have been less effective than what we're talking about now. Um, But a few of them have been taken off the market either um, for potential heart problems they caused or increased risk of cancer. So there's never been something that both helps you lose a lot of weight and doesn't appear to have that kind of, you know, drastic side effect. Mm, So that brings us to the company that has stepped into the fray here, the Danish pharmaceutical company Novo Nordisk. And it has a bit of an interesting backstory. Can you introduce me to the company and their previous work in the weight loss space? Yeah, so um, Novo Nordisk is really interesting because it's actually, I think, the 19th biggest pharma company in the world, but you don't hear about it very much. And that's partly because it's held uh, the majority shareholder is a foundation so it's not like one of the big 
you know, your Pfizer's or your Merck's or someone that, that trades really freely and is, and is really well known. It started, the idea is it started from a love story is the way that they put it, which is that it started with these doctors traveling, Danish doctors traveling around Canada. And um, one of them had diabetes and the other one didn't. And this was around the time, you know, the beginning of the last century when insulin was being discovered. The Danish doctor sort of obtained this insulin for his wife and they uh, then also obtained the license and they brought it back to Copenhagen. And so it started really as a diabetes company, as an insulin company, and then, you know, started producing these diabetes drugs. And then when this new research about this hormone, which is the base of the drug we're talking about now, the weight loss drug, came out in the 80s, they started to use it at first as a diabetes drug. And then they noticed that their, you know, their mice um, started losing weight. And it, that it wasn't just controlling their diabetes, but it was having some kind of impact on their weight. But it took quite a long time from then to now to make sure this dead drug actually stays in your body for long enough to have an impact on your weight. But they succeeded and, and the drug was approved uh, about this time last year in the US. How does WeGovi help you lose weight? I guess we start with what is WeGovi? I love this. I so that's the brand name for a prescription medication known as semaglutide. It was FDA approved to treat the conditions of overweight and obesity back in June last year. This uh, drug is significantly more successful, almost three times than others that have been in the market previously. How is this drug different? Why is it being called a miracle drug? The previous versions of the drug, including ones from Novanordis itself, helped you lose about 5% of your body weight, which actually wasn't enough for a lot of people and not enough for a lot of insurers to think, oh, this is really worthwhile paying for. But this drug showed in its phase three that an average people lost 15% and a third of people lost 20%, which is basically the equivalent of weight loss surgery. So, you know, that's obviously something much more intrusive that's having that impact. Um, so that's why people sort of were really quite stunned by that initial data and, and I don't think they or anyone would love to be known as a miracle drug because that sets up rather high expectations, but, but that's why it has been used as a term. Yeah, so you said high expectations there. It was approved by the US FDA in June last year. What did the trial results tell us from that? Yeah, so that was you know showing that they had really significant weight loss. Um, in fact, actually, since then, another drug from Eli Lilly based on a similar hormone has come out and said um, that it has even more significant weight loss. So I think that one of the things that interested me about this story is it's starting a new generation of drugs. So Eli Lilly got their diabetes drug approved by the FDA for use as a weight loss drug. And that gives it a little bit of an edge against a higher dose version of the drug from Novo Nordisk. Mm -hmm. There aren't you know, any sort of uh, links with really serious things, that, as, as I was speaking out before, but the, the trial results do show, um, and anecdotal experience since then shows that they have kind of side effects that would be difficult to stomach for many people. Lots of nausea. Some people describe it as like having morning sickness all the time. Uh, in particular, as you start to come onto the drug, you have to titrate up the dose and, and that can cause vomiting and um, people suffer from constipation and things. So it's not like a complete walk in the park. We're going to take a quick break and I'll be back with more from Hannah in just a moment. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wegovy, or semi-glutide, is an anti-diabetic drug administered as a once-weekly injection. This drug works for weight loss by mimicking a hormone that targets specific areas of the brain known to be involved with appetite. It slows the emptying of the stomach and affects how our bodies process glucose, uh, sugar. Extremely effective for weight loss. You made the comparison between uh, generic blood pressure drugs that you would take for the rest of your life being $10 a month. And Wegovy is currently, is it around 1300 which is obviously significantly greater yeah so that's i mean that's a u.s list price which is i mean we could have several hours trying to describe how drug prices are currently created in the u.s but but that's a good indication of where it stands in relation to other drugs it is much much more expensive those other pills that you're talking about they're generics this is still very much under patent it just came out so it will be for you know many years under patent and and that is a lot of money and you can see why payers uh, whether they be insurers or public health systems are anxious about that because there's an awful lot of obesity out there technically i think a third of the u.s population could qualify for this drug and so if you're paying that amount of money per person forever even if it does self save health costs in the future which is the argument you know that it should reduce the number of heart attacks reduce the number of diabetes patients reduce um, number of operations on knees and things like that it's still a hard calculation for people to say if they have to pay that much up front. Mm. And despite these concerns and despite the side effects as well, Wegovy has now some very famous users uh, to name some specifically Elon Musk, Mark Anderson and Queen Latifah is now the face of the drugs advertising campaign. But as you asked in the article, it's wildly effective, but is it misguided? Yeah. So on, on the celebrities, we actually don't know completely. We know that Mark Andreessen has taken it because he's he's written about that. Uh, Elon Musk endorsed it, didn't say that he took it. He said he, it was a very good drug. And um, Queen Latifah is a really interesting case because nobody is paying her as a spokesperson, but um, she is really just talking about changing the conversation on obesity, and she doesn't even say the word we gavi. But on changing this conversation and and this idea that it could be misguided, I think that I spoke to patients who has really been quite transformative for you know I'm lucky enough not to be suffering from obesity, but I really began to understand the stigma that people were were dealing with, and also just health problems that you know not. The, it affecting their ability to get out and about, it affecting their ability to care and do the things they love for, love in their life, and so it's so great that they that they felt that they could. So it may be a really good option for individuals, but I think that what really engaged me in this story is this wider societal question, which is we kind of like quick fixes as a society, and we've known for a long time that we have a problem with access to healthy food, with access um, and encouragement of exercise and all sorts of social factors go into those things. There are mental health reasons why people are obese. And I worry that maybe we could end up choosing this as a quick off the shelf thing that you can pay for rather than tackling those more difficult 
questions. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've just answered my next uh, question, which was let's zoom out from this specific drug and understand the broader context in which it's coming to market because there is that debate about obesity around the world, whether it's a disease to be treated medically or it a health issue and do we treat it with diet or an exercise or is it unfairly stigmatized and should we be working on embracing body positivity and a broader cross-section of bodies on display in society? Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I mean, one um, person I reached out to in the body positive movement didn't even want to speak because she just felt really, you know, I don't even think disparate is the word, almost betrayed by the idea that, you know, people were touting this pill to fix something that she didn't think needs fix that she saw as part of her identity and I and I think that that is you know really worth thinking about where the science comes down is again harder I think that there are really serious correlations between obesity and diseases but I do have some time for the argument that people will put forward which is well why don't we why are we worried about the number on the scale why are we so worried about BMI which is totally outdated metric um, and doesn't show a huge number of things about health why aren't we looking okay if we're worried about the health impact look at the cholesterol, look at the blood pressure, and that certainly there is a size, you know, which is not model-esque, but is not also really unable to use your body in the way that you're you're meant to, that that should be accepted and and seen as healthy. Mm, I do want to just uh, zoom in on the UK for a moment because they do seem to be embracing it. In England, 28% of adults were obese in 2019, and the NHS has started subsidising this drug. So what's the economic rationale, do you think, in the UK? Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's interesting because I think there's this traditional narrative in drugs that, you know, the US will pay for everything and countries like the UK will say, say, no, you can't have this new, nice, expensive, innovative drug. And, and yet here they are saying, yeah, you can. They're not paying for it for the whole population. So it is at the higher end of BMIs. And they are also insisting that you do it with a program of diet and exercise, um, which actually was how it was trialed in the trials in the first place. So so everyone really should be following that. I think it shows that there are people who think it is good value for money because they accept that there are costs further down the line. And it also shows that if you're a sort of single payer system or something, you can capture that that value later, right? The NHS can say, okay, I actually know that if I fix your obesity now, I'm going to save money in 10 years. Whereas I the problem with more fragmented and systems with a lot of private players in, say, in the US, is they'll say, oh, actually, you're probably going to move employers and insurers by then. So I'm not actually going to capture the savings. So I'm not sure if it's as good value. Mm, so where to from here? Do you think this will be the start of many hormone-based weight loss drugs? You mentioned another that's just come to market earlier in our conversation. Yes, yeah, so definitely. I think that, well, for a start, one of the reasons why you might not have heard of WeGovy is they actually had huge supply problems. So they intend to sort of fix those by the end of the year. So then I think we'll see a huge ramp up in the US and especially outside the US. They haven't really targeted outside the US that much. So you'll start to see it come available much more. And then 
haven't yet. Eli Lilly have put out their results, so they haven't yet um, had an approval, but they ex you know, expect to be approved, and that will come in the next few months or early next year. And then you will start to see them sort of also entering this market. And that's for the hormone-based ones. But also, I think lots of other companies are dabbling in other ways to address this issue now. I think they they start to see that you can create, you know, create a market is a huge market that maybe those concerns about the history of the kinds of drugs are fading a little bit. And so there's some ones even looking at genetics, for example, which we know play a role in obesity. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciated getting to talk to you about your article um, and a really fascinating conversation. Ah, thank you. And that was my conversation with Hannah Kutchler, the global pharmaceutical correspondent from the Financial Times. And that's the end of this episode of The Dive for today. If you enjoyed it, please tell a friend about it. It really is the best way for our podcast to grow. And if you're listening because you've been referred, we have a growing back catalogue that's well worth checking out. We've had episodes about China using trade as a weapon, the case for reparations and women's football, and how Disney could lose control of Mickey Mouse. There really is something for everyone. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram at thedive.businessnews. You can contact us by email, thedive at equitymates.com. And you can subscribe wherever you're listening right now so you never miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. Until next time. The Dive is a product of Equitymates Media. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of The Dive acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. The hosts of The Dive are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. 